Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, today I'm going to go to the mailbag and pick up a, a few pieces that people sent to me. And by the way, if you'd like to send me stuff you'd like me to cover, just send it to askdell at luinc.com. That's askdell at luinc.com. L-U-I-N-C stands for Lifestyles Unlimited Inc.com. And uh, today we start with a, an article that was sent to me, and uh, it, it's interesting that I, I've often wondered, how do you get stuff written? How do you get to be an author when what you write is complete nonsense? What you say is complete nonsense. How do you get away with it? Maybe, maybe you pay to get into some of these subscriptions. I think that might be the case. Here's one out of Forbes written by a guy. And by the way, I just want to tell you this. I, I have nothing against the guy. His information is bogus. It's, uh, well, bogus is probably not a very good word for it. It's stupid. And I understand that because he's a financial planner, he's got to say stuff to you that is just basically stupid. He's got to tell you ignorant, stupid things for you to do because that's what he gets paid to do. He has to sell you on a concept that doesn't work today, has never worked in the past, and if he doesn't do it, he doesn't have a job. So in this particular guy that wrote this article, I'd be very happy to tell you who he is and give him credit for this article. The name of the article is Live a Richer Life by Working Longer and Retiring Later. Now, let me reread that to you. Do you understand the connotation here? You will live a richer life by working longer and retiring later. Now, if this was an article written by a psychologist or sociologist that was saying, hmm, really you need to be doing something in life, you need to be interested and have goals and whatever, I could see somebody that's a left, left, left lunatic nut saying something like that because they know they're going to work the rest of their life. They know everybody else is going to work the rest of their life. And they realize that you've got to rationalize it into something that you're acceptable to do. But that is just insanity because there's absolutely no reason you have to work for the rest of your life. That is a lie that they put up there for you. And how do I come to the conclusion it's a lie? Because for the last 30 years, we've retired Tens of thousands of our members. Most of them do it within two to five years of starting. But the difference is, these people who write these articles, and by the way, i got to give this guy credit, his name is Andrew Rosen. These people who write these articles don't know how to retire. They themselves are not retired, and they themselves will probably never retire doing what they do. So let's start with the definition of retirement. In their mind, retirement is a pile of money. 
and they have some equation that they come up with that they teach them in school or at their when they finally get into business and they're working for some company and some company's teaching them that you know what you have to have is seven times your your net worth or seven times your annual earnings or ten times your annual earnings saved up or twenty times your annual earnings or whatever it is. You've got to have this pile of money. And the concept behind the pile of money is if you have enough money, if you have 10 years worth of income saved up, you can live 10 years longer. So if you retire late, 64, or in this guy's case, 75, 80 years of age, you've got enough money to last 10 years. That's their basic concept. Now, in this article, they try to legitimatize these concepts, this argument. And I'll read you the article. I'll give you their points. But I want you to understand that all their points are wrong. All their points make no sense at all. Once you understand what I know how to do, which is two and a half years after I started investing in real estate, I retired at 34 years of age. Every single year after that, I've made more money. I've continued to make more money every year until I'm now 64 years old, 30 years later. 30 years later, my net worth has probably grown a hundredfold. I don't know. How to, I just made that number up, but it's anywhere from what I was worth one million to whatever I'm worth now, hundred million, whatever the two in between are. The reality of numbers, whatever you want to make them out to be, because you can count your net worth and your personal financial net worth in many different ways. So, if you look at this thing and you say, "Hmm, why would anybody, if you know how to do what I did, do what they do?" They're not financially successful. In fact, one of the things I've started doing in the last year or so is I've started every single person I see on TV now, I look up their net worth. You know, you got these richest housewives in the world and the, of this city and that city, whatever. You look them all up. And what blows my wife's mind is that we're worth more than they are. And I don't tell you that to impress you. I tell you that because you have to understand that everything you've been told about how to become wealthy is just their perception of that. And then you start with what is considered wealthy. Well, do you think working till you're 50, 60, 70 years of age is in any way, shape, or form a definition of wealth? If you are forced to continue to work, can you in any way, shape, or form be considered wealthy? Now, that's a big different story from a guy like Tillman Fatita here in Houston who owns Tons and tons and tons of businesses. He's not retired. He never claimed to be retired. He gets up every single day and works hours, probably six, seven days a week. He's not retired, but he is wealthy beyond anything I ever dreamed to be, probably. But at the same token, he's not out there talking to people about how to become retired. He's got more dignity than to make that statement. This guy here, this Andrew Rosen, is telling people, about why it's okay to never retire. How do you retire and never worry about retiring is to just don't retire. That's the basic argument. So in the first paragraph of this argument, it says, your mental health and happiness are important. In terms of finances, working has an equally positive effect on your wealth and your health. So when it comes to retiring, working further into your life may have many benefits, especially if postponing retirement gives you a higher quality of lifestyle. The bottom line is they're saying, wow, don't retire and you'll be happier. Then what I do when I work with people is teach them how to make more of it. And the more you make, the easier it is to save. The more you save, the easier it is to buy more and make more. 
But it all starts with making more money, not just saving more money. It assumes that you can't retire in two to five years. I did it when I was 34 years of age. So why would you want to work even if you like your job? If you get up and go to work every day, it's a grind to some degree. But what they're saying is the way to do all of that is keep a job for the rest of your life. Whew. It's such a terrible argument. It goes on and says, how working longer benefits the retirement life cycle? Choosing to extend a number of years employed has positive benefit to the retirement life as well. To begin, opting to go part-time or work as a consultant versus full-time in-person work is a strategy for continuing to work. These alternative work options stretch out your earnings while not sacrificing quality. No argument with that paragraph. Absolutely no argument with that paragraph except this. You still haven't replaced your earned income. So now if you're working part-time, you're working and earning less than what you're earning before. Why don't you just do it, get it over with, replace your income, and then go back and do that? Then, in that case, if you're doing that, you're earning not only your passive income, which replaced your earned income, you're making additional part-time income besides that. Next paragraph says holding off on collecting Social Security has its benefits, okay? We've done article after article after article about the longer you wait to take your Social Security, the more they'll pay you. But again... The reason is because you're not getting the Social Security you're due. So if you don't take it now, you're giving that up. You're losing those earnings. And so if you wait, you'll get a larger amount at that time when you finally take it. But what is the problem with that? The problem with that is you're not taking Social Security. The problem with that is you're not retiring. Now, remember, we're talking about 65 years of age and older. We're not talking about, well, we'll wait and not retire at 40 or 50. We're talking about not retiring at 65 or 70. Here's one they throw in. Financial planner throws this word. They have to get this word in their paragraph somewhere. It says, diversifying your portfolio by working longer helps save. Strategic financial planner will share that retirement investments are subject to market volatility. Variable annual growth means a well-balanced portfolio will grow approximately three out of every four years. Therefore, if you retire later, there's an opportunity for that savings to benefit from compound interest. Woo! Don't financial planners love to throw those words in diversification? I call that diversification. Why do you diversify your investments? I'll tell you why. Because you don't know what's going to win and what's going to lose. If I knew something was going to lose or had the possibility of losing, I'd get out of it. I wouldn't stay in it. I only stay in things that I know are going to make me money. But if you don't know, and by the way, your financial planner, nor this guy here, absolutely know what's going to make you money and what's not, what's going to fail. And one out of four years, it's all going to fail according to this guy's article. So if any of you knew Andrew Rosen, if you know this gentleman, ask him, say, look, would you like to go and debate Del Wamsley live? I would love to debate him live. We'll put 500 to 1,000 people in the room, maybe two or 3,000 if he wants to go that big, and I'll debate him. And at the end of the time, the audience is not throwing rocks at him, I'll be surprised. Because his ideas are outdated, worn out ideas that don't work. They don't work for what? They don't work for you having a great life. Working longer and longer and longer is not going to give you a great life. All right, here's one. I like this. It's less risky to retire later as assets have time to mature. Well, obviously, it's less risky. I mean, that. just think about this. Let's write an article. Yeah, Bob, let's make the point that it's less risky to retire later. Well, why would that be, Bob? Because, Bob, then you've worked longer, you've saved more money, and the assets you have had longer time to mature. Boy, you're brilliant, Bob. Yeah, I know, Bob. That's why we need to write an article, so someone can find out how brilliant we are. Going on, 
And you know, I'd say, Dell, why are you being so mean to this guy? Because I want you to understand how stupid these financial planners are. These guys that get smart come to me and figure out how to retire. They won't tell you that. In fact, at the Expo, I had a financial planner who has become successful, financially successful, rich, in fact. And he cried on stage. I mean, not tear, tear ball balls, but he just he bottled up and started, looked like he was going to overflow. And then because he realized he was teaching people what doesn't work and getting paid to do it. And now he's doing what does work and getting paid to himself to do it. And by the way, he's also a syndicator, so he's taking other people with him in his deals and they're making money. And I sat around a meal with him. We're at a table, and we had a bunch of people around, and they love him. They love him. He's being loved now. Instead of despised by people, he tried to make work till they were 70 years old. Next one, hoarding money is a good thing for retirement. Another key benefit of working longer is that it allows you to save money the last few years very aggressively. If your mortgage is paid off, your children are gone, your loan is paid, you have less expenses, and you're probably in your highest earning years. Those are all good, valid points, by the way. Unfortunately... You're old, you're worn out, and it's too late to retire. Now more intel to build a better lifestyle from Del Wamsley. Let's go ahead and read this. It says, I started listening to the radio show maybe a year ago. It was just after I came to the great epiphany that if we, that's her and her husband, had never invested in real estate, my husband and I would have had a lot more fun. There it is. What a statement. Say, Dell, why would you read something like that? You got to listen to this. Very important. Said, I was married in 77 and we bought our first house the same year. Before that, we fished, camped at water skied, danced, and partied. We had fun. Now remember, I've always told you it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. It's about those things is why you want to have passive income. It's why you want to be financially free so you can do those things. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Stop waiting, stop sitting around, stop procrastinating. This is your time, make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. It's gonna crash. It's gonna be better next year. I've gotta listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? (laughs) I go, and you're not rich yet? Well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. (laughs) Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop. LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com 
Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're going to the mailbag, and I've got two articles that were sent to me that are almost identical. Actually not, but close enough that I put them together. So let's start with the one from the National Apartment Association. It says, Commercial Weekly Dot. Apartment demand continues to heat up with rent growth to remain elevated the next 12 months. The demand for apartments continue to heat up, marked by record high absorption and rent growth, and the low vacancy rate. Now get this, apartment demand continues to heat up, marked by record high absorption. What is absorption? That's where you have units that are not leased and they fill up, okay? So you're absorbing more and more and more of your empty units, and rent growth which means your rents are going up, and low vacancy rate, which means you're at the point where you have very little vacancy at all. All these things were happening at the same time. It's happening my apartment complexes. It's happening everybody's apartment complexes. During the past three months, ending September 7th, there was a net occupancy gain of 666,255 units net absorption, which is double the 12-month net absorption prior to the pandemic, which was only 300,000 units. With demand for apartments soaring, the vacancy rate has dropped to only 5% from 6.7 in 2020 Q1. With falling vacancy rates, average asking rents during the three-month rolling period ending September 7th have risen 10.6% year-over-year from just 1.6% prior to the pandemic. So think about this. Rents were going up 1.6% a year. They're now going up 6% a year. Vacancy is down to only 5%. And by the way, vacancy is considered full, fully occupied in apartment complexes, somewhere around 98%. In other words, it's almost impossible to have lower than a 98% occupancy rate because you got a few people moving in, a few people moving out, so there's days, you know, within, within days of, okay, these guys moved out, we cleaned the unit, put somebody back in it, so we had two empty weeks there from this unit, two empty weeks, and over here in another unit, that's four empty weeks, that's one month vacancy. Do you follow what I'm saying? So to get anywhere near 98 now, our apartment complex actually hit 100% this last week, and they stayed 100% for a week, which is really unheard of. We've done it a few times in the past, but that means there was nobody moving in, nobody moving out, and we were full. That's an unusual situation for a large apartment complex, but that's how good it is. In fact, we just raised our rents 45 bucks a unit because of it, and that's what's going on here is that it's just continued to rise. So we go on to the next page. It says, where is it cheaper to own than to rent? The next part of the article brings up the fact that rent inflation is so high that it's now cheaper in 122 different cities out of 157 cities. Let's see if I got those numbers right here in there somewhere. Okay, here it is. 122 areas it's cheaper to actually own than it is to rent, and 57 cities it's cheaper to rent than to own. So there's 179 total metro cities that were looked at. Of the 179 cities, 122 of them are cheaper to own a house than it is to rent an apartment. Only in 57 cities was it more expensive to rent than to own. Now think about that. It's cheaper to own than it is to rent. So why aren't more people owning? Multiple reasons. One, they don't have the down payment money. Two, they don't have good credit. Three, there's no homes available to buy. 
because investors are sucking them up left and right. So there's very little availability for people to pick up on. And especially on the low-end stuff, where it we call entry-level housing, that stuff's getting sucked up by the investors left and right. So we're in this situation where the apartment industry is booming. Now, I heard a guy on the radio the other day who really doesn't know what he's talking about say something like, well, you know, apartments have got to go down. They've been going up for so long. Nothing can continue to go up. Nothing ever can continue to go up. It's got to go back down again. You know it. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And that's someone who doesn't know what he's talking about, and I'll tell you why that is. Do you realize that houses, when I bought them, were 25000 a piece? I got out when they got all the way up to 40000 because I thought that very same stupid, ignorant thought that they can't go up anymore. Then they went up to 75000 and then I started consulting people, and then they went up to 100000 and people I consulted said, we got to get out. There's no way they're going to go higher than 100000 Then they went to 125000 then 150, and then that group of people had to get out. They couldn't live with 150000 or higher houses. Now, houses cost two hundred. For rent houses, and the median price home is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But wait, real estate can't continue to go up. That's been thirty years, actually thirty-five years. It's been going up consistently. So why do you think it has to go back down? Now we talk about a thing called inflation. The Democrats are watering down the dollar bill so low. They are pumping so much money in the system, the system doesn't know what to do with the money, so the system is buying assets. And I say system, meaning the conglomerate of all people involved in this scientific experiment of laundering money into the economy. That's what the Democrats are doing. And so, with more and more and more money chasing less and less and less assets, the prices keep going up, up, up. So if someone tells you, sit on the sideline because there's nothing there, and I'll tell you why this individual said that, because he said it later in his conversation, he said, well, we're not even going after apartments anymore because they're going up so high, it's ridiculous, and we can't buy any. Of course you can't buy any. you got to have money. And the group of people that you're leading are buying motorhome parks because they're dirt, they're cheap. Storage units because they're small, they're cheap, they're inexpensive. And you just can't compete with the volume and the money that's coming out there in the real world. You can't step up to the real world. you got to play in the backyard. I get that. There's no problem with that. Just, In fact, I'm glad you admit that. That's where you're playing. You're playing in the backyard. That's okay. But don't even for a minute believe that real estate's going down in value. Man, I wish. I've dreamt it a thousand times. I've wished for it a thousand times for real estate to go down. My gosh, if it ever went down, I would just be so rich by buying it cheap. This next one here, in fact, there's actually two of them. They're pretty close together, so I put them together again, are about what is the fastest way for me to get somewhere? That's the basic thing. Everybody wants to know what's the fastest that I can do. First one reads, I'm 27-year-old laborer with no bad debt, 85K capital, mostly wrapped up in paper assets. What should I do? I love your podcast. I listen every day. I've learned a lot. I'm no longer contributing to my 401K. I want to fully jump into real estate investing and retire with 20K monthly passive income at age 35. What programs will benefit me the most? And how does your team differ from those and other groups out there? Thank you for the time. Well, first of all, there's no other groups out there except the ones that have come from my group. There are lots of splinter groups 
and they've split it up because they wanted to be able to do what they wanted to do, which means not follow our rules. Our rules allow for the fact that you have to be fair to your investors. They don't like that. They want to be able to take advantage of people. So they split it off, start their own group, and try to get you to go there under the guise of giving you education when they're really just trying to get you to invest in their deals. They're really not teaching you how to do the deals. They're doing the deals. So be careful when you look at these other groups. Many and or most of them are derivatives, people that we've either kicked out of our group or left because they didn't want to follow the rules. Now, let's talk about what's the fastest way to get there. I got one more here and I'm going to read and I'll answer them together. My wife and I are PIG members and uh, LUI have invested passively in six deals since February 2020 and looking for more. We love the investment model roadmap, financial freedom, and the white paper ethics surrounding it. The ethics of this thing I was talking about, nobody wants to follow. Thankful to be a part of the group. We have a couple of relatives closer to retirement age than we are who are looking for a retirement five years or less. They're also interested in attending the two-day. In your opinion, and in this market, what is the most efficient way for someone to replace 8K of monthly take-home pay with approximately 300 grand of liquidity? Well, the amount of money you have is irrelevant other than to the time it takes to get there. And this amount of money you have ratio to what you want to earn is just a number. It's a ratio. And so when our deals were at their greatest, when we were in 2008, 2009, we were stealing stuff, 10 cents on the dollar. We were making three and 400% return a year. Now we're probably making more like a net of 30% per year in overall return. So I'm much better than that. Like I said, in the expo this year, we had uh, six, eight deals in a row that all made over 100% return. So they're out there. But In general, these returns, they hover wherever the return is in the business we're in. So you want to know what's the fastest way to get there. Well, let's take a look at it. The real secret to all this is leverage. So if you go out there and you buy your own piece of real estate, you've got the benefit of you buying the real estate and you getting the leverage from the mortgage to get a better rate of return. That's a very well-leveraged position. Now, if you become a passive, what happens is... You get a portion of that leverage, but you're giving away a portion of the return. So let's say that we've got 100% return and after leverage, and you have a lead investor or a syndicator that takes 10 or 15%. Well, now your 100% return is now watered down to 80, 85 type 90% return. So it's a lower amount than what you could have had. Now let's go way over on the other side. Let's say you're the syndicator. Now you're taking that 10, 15, 20% of everybody else's deal. Now you not only get 100% return on your stuff, but you get a small amount off each and every other person's stuff. I'll give you an example. I did a deal. I would consider it the highest return deal I ever did, leverage-wise, is that I put in $100,000 and I was the syndicator slash lead investor in the deal. We bought a property for what would be considered um, 10 cents on the dollar, 20 cents on the dollar. It was a total renovation, 320 units. We totally renovated it. It had only 20% occupancy when we took it over. And 18 months, two years later, we were full. We refinanced and pulled out money. And then another year or so down the line, we sold the thing and got more money out of the deal. Bottom line, between the cash flow, between the refinanced out equity and between the sales price, I put in $100,000 and I walked away with $1.3 million. Now that's some massive leverage right there. But that was because I was the syndicator. That was because we leveraged the deal and it was because we bought the property for next to nothing. So when you're looking at this and saying, you know, how can I get the most bang for my buck? The answer is always going to be be a syndicator first, be an independent owner second, and being a passive third is going to be the lowest amount of return. But now flip that. Being passive is easy with no work at all. Being an IRO is 
a little more difficult. You have to put some time and knowledge into it. And being a lead investor or a syndicator is very complex business decision. And you're going to have to be on top of it because now you're not only monitoring your own financial well-being, you're monitoring everybody else's. And unless you've got the wherewithal to do that, that's not something that you want to do. But if you do have the wherewithal to do it and you know how to do it right and you have the ethics to do it, then the, the amount of return that you can get by being a lead investor is going to be much higher. And hence, higher the rate of return, the faster you get to where you want to be. So that's the answer to both of those emails right there. But again, you got to pick, what is the offset? Do I want the work to get the better return? Or would I like to do no work and still get a good return, much better return than I can get somewhere else? Those are the balancing factors. Now, there's all kinds of other things that are involved. Location, 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 quality, 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 age, 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 clientele, clientele, clientele. All those things mix into whether or not the deals are good, bad, or ugly. And you need to understand all that. So your level of knowledge is the most important. And I always get this question, what is the first thing I do? I really want to get started. I've got some money. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. First thing you need to do is get down here and get an education. Because without the education, you're going to get destroyed. And the bottom line is you're going to pay for education one way or the other. You're going to pay by getting destroyed or you're going to pay to not get destroyed. Your choice. I believe it's easier to learn by example of a winner than it is to fail your way to success like many people tell you they did. Del Wamsley on how to live the lifestyle. Do you have to do it right to make money? I read on. She says, took the free workshop and a few months back and realized that this was something I wanted to get into, but the timing wasn't right and I had too many other things on my plate to do it justice. Took the webinar again, knowing that I intended to join at the basic level and then took the next two day class. I would need to wait until November to sell and do a 1031, which is what I plan to do. I will take the intervening time to educate myself and hopefully do a better job at managing the property I currently hold. Because of the Seattle market, I probably have 500,000 in equity in this fourplex. This thing that she doesn't like because her husband did it wrong, worked himself to death, she now has a half a million dollars because of it. So my friends, remember this always as we go through this. It's not about some money. It's about the quality of lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.